Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 56 on page 408. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man goeth about to devour me. He is daily fighting and troubling me. Mine enemies are daily at hand to swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O Thou Most Highest. Nevertheless, though I am sometime afraid, yet put I my trust in Thee. I will praise God because of His word. I have put my trust in God, and will not fear what flesh can do unto me. They daily mistake my words, all that they imagine is to do me evil. They hold all together and keep themselves close and mark my steps when they lay wait for my soul. Shall they escape for their wickedness? Thou, O God, in thy displeasure shall cast them down. Thou tellest my wanderings, put my tears into thy bottle. Are not these things noted in thy book? Whensoever I call upon thee, then shall mine enemies be put to flight. This I know, for God is on my side. In God's word will I rejoice. In the Lord's word will I comfort me. Yea, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Unto thee, O God, will I put my, pay, pay my vows. Unto thee will I give thanks. For thou hast delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling. 
that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priest and the diviner, saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to its place. So they said, If you send away the ark of, God, of the God of Israel, do not send it empty. But by all means, return it to him with trespass offering. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then they said, What is the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, Five golden tumors and five golden rats, according to the number of lords of the Philistines. The same plague was on all of you and on your lords. Therefore you shall make images of your tumors and images of your rats that ravage the land, and you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from you, from your gods, and from your land. Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and the Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he did mighty things among them, did they not, did he, they not let the people go that they might depart? Now therefore, make a new cart. Take two milk cows which have never been yoked and hitch the cows to the cart, and take their calves home away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the, on the cart, and put the articles of gold which you, have, which you are returning to him as a trespass offering in a chest by its side. Then send it away and let it go. And watch, if it goes up the road to its own territory, to Veshemesh, then he has done this uh, this great evil but if not then we shall know that it was not his hand that struck us it happened to us by chance then the men did so they took the milk, the milk cows and hitched them to the cart and set up their calves at home and they set up the ark on the uh, lord and they set up the ark of the lord on the cart and the chest with the gold rats and images of their tumors. Then the cows headed straight for the road to Bethshemus, and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. And the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Bethshemus. <clears throat> now the people of Bethshemus were re reaping their wheat harvest in the valley and they lifted their eyes and saw the cart and rejoiced to see it then the cart came into the field of joshua of bethesmus and stood there a large stone was there so they they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the lord the levites took down the cart the ark of the lord and the chest that was with it in which were the articles of gold and put them on the large stone. 
that the manna of Bethshemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices the same day to the Lord. So when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they were they returned to Ekron the same day. These are the golden tumors with the, which the Philistines returned as a trespass offering to the Lord, one for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, and one for Ekron. And the golden rats, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and country villages, even as far as the large stone of Abel, on which they set the ark of the Lord, which the stone which stone remains to this day in the field of Joshua of Bethshemesh. Then he struck the men of Bethshemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck fifty thousand and seventy men of the people, and the people lamented because the Lord had struck the people with a great slaughter. And the men of Bethshemesh said, who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? And to whom shall it go up from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjatjaram, saying, The Philistines have brought back the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up with you. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. <clears throat> and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, 
This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Here endeth the second lesson. You have the Benedictus on page 14. <clears throat> Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he swore <clears throat> to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as past man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises, which exceed all that we can desire through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, 
may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Uh, start this morning with a few comments about the psalm. Um, and it has some language that sometimes can be disconcerting when we're praying uh, this language about one's enemies, that um, my, my enemies are daily at hand to swallow me up. And it, uh, you know, you, you could, if you pray this, you know, accuse the, the psalmist maybe of some paranoia, thinking that everyone's out to get him or something like that. But um, in the spiritual life, I mean, we, the, the psalms are set sort of with David. I think that the, the quintessential setting would be David on the run, especially in that setting from Saul uh, and his trust in God who delivers him from that assault and makes him king. And as it translates in the spiritual life, it becomes our spiritual enemies where we understand the enemies, uh, uh, we call them in the spiritual life, the enemies of the soul, the, the world, the flesh and the devil. And these assault us. And um, it's important that we understand that the circumstances of life are often opportunities for temptation to come in. And so our defense as Ephesians as we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So we think it's some visible battle against some person. And instead, it's the occasion of that battle that the spiritual temptation to anger or covetousness or envy or pride come in. And so the, the spiritual battle is fought uh, each day. We're aware of how um, temptation creeps in unawares through the various visible things we face. And in the psalm, um, it comes down to that the psalmist will rejoice in God's word. He puts his trust in the word of God and that by doing what God says, trusting God and doing what God says, he'll be delivered and, and God will um, overthrow the enemies with whom God is not pleased. And this follows the pattern, of course, of David and of our Lord, who who um, does what God says and God defeats his enemies. The father defeats his enemies, ultimately the, the evil one and, and, and even death on the cross. Now, does that pl play into our lessons today, this whole ark episode? It's, it's interesting that God's power works uh, quite apart from what, what people are doing. So that the, the ark of God, God's presence with the Philistines, they think it's a war trophy, doesn't work out so well, a plague hits them, and they, they want God to go away because the, pre the presence of God is overwhelming them as they send it away. And, 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 and the, the way it goes says to them that, yeah, this was indeed God's visitation. And then we kind of wonder, well, why, do, why does God you know, treat the Israelites who receive the ark this way? Well, the Torah had specific instructions for how to handle the ark. And going back to the, to the judgment that came to the Shiloh temple, the priests weren't doing what God said, weren't uh, trusting in his word and, and being careful to do what God said. And so judgment came on Israel because they didn't approach it the way they should. And now when the cart comes back, uh, they're not supposed to look at the ark. 
Uh, the ark is not, we'll see this again a little more if it is to come up, that the ark is not supposed to travel on a new cart. It's supposed to be carried by the priest on poles. And so when God tells us to do something and handle his presence a certain way, he means us to do it. And if we don't, there's always a consequence. And so the presence of God is is awesome and it, it affects whenever people don't handle it the right way. Um, there's something, um, things happen that aren't good. Uh, and we should remember, even in this light, that the commandment of Jesus, as much as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me, that, that each of us now is, in a sense, through the possession of the Holy Spirit, the ark of God, and how we treat each other is really, really important uh, for obeying God and looking for God's protection and blessing. And, and finally, our New Testament lesson um, it's interesting, just as with Israel, we always want God to come in and solve our problems. So we see God as a means to, to, to deal with the issues we're dealing with. So Jesus, tell my brother to be fair to me. But Jesus doesn't get involved in that dispute. He says, no, you, you beware of covetousness. Um, because whether or not you get the inheritance, sometimes the world won't be fair to you. But if you don't allow that to make you angry, bitter, covetousness, covetous, see, that's where the spiritual enemies come in. And so he warns the guy not against, he's not going to solve his problem, just warns him not to become covetous. And this is, this is how we have, when we, we pray, we often pray to have God come in and solve the problem we want solved. And God is always having us focus on what does obedience look like? What does faithfulness look like in the situation we find ourselves in? And as we take God's word seriously to do his will, God protects us against these enemies, especially the spiritual enemies that would make us bitter or envious or jealous and, and keeps us free to serve God and protects us and uh, will we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, keep us safe in, in Christ in, in the kingdom. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We will um, continue with the intercession that is on page 590 of the prayer book. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. We'll pause for a minute for people to remember their personal intercessions. And do thou, the God of all of pity, administer to them 
according to their several necessities. For his sake, we're not one about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. I remind everyone this is our day of prayer and fasting for mission. I invite you to join us in that endeavor by fasting in some way today and some point in time today offering our litany for mission, which can be found on our diocese website. A beautiful day. Peace to all. Thanks, Bishop. Bye. Good day, everybody.